Welcome to another episode of the No BS DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Joe, here with my co-host, Nick. Today, I'm going to bring you guys our picks and predictions for the 3M Open, second uh, time this event. This was a brand new event last year. It's uh, located, well, this course name is TPC Twin Cities, and it's located in Minnesota. It's measuring 7,431 yards, par 71. The field is pretty shitty this week, but this is when a lot of the top players in the world decided to, you know, because we got a basically a race to the finish after this week for this shortened uh, PGA Tour season. So this is when a lot of the top guys decided to take a week off. But before we get into that, Let's recap last week. We didn't bring you guys a podcast, but uh, we still ended up, uh, you know, doing some drafting. So we'll recap the memorial. Um, for me, congratulations to John Rahm on winning the title. And I uh, happened to cash a big outright ticket on that. So that was nice. Um, and I had them all over DraftKings. I ended up being a little bit negative on DraftKings, but it was just due to the fact I couldn't quite have six of six make the cut. Um, so, but some other good picks I had that I had Sergio and Ches Reeve. They they played well for me, but yeah, I had a lot of Rom and he won the damn thing. So, and ended up having a very profitable weekend overall across a few different sports, but. Uh, Nick, how'd you end up doing? Yeah, so I didn't make that many lineups, but I had Rom on all of my lineups, the very few lineups that I did make. But, yeah, just like you, I didn't get any six of sixes, and I'm big into playing into the satellites and qualifiers. So, you know, when you don't have six of six, it's likely somebody else does. So I just wasn't able to – hit anything but I mean I still had, had Rom and um, it was good overall it's just didn't get all the pieces of the puzzle in so I definitely went negative this or last week but um, yeah overall I was in the right spots and uh, you know sometimes it just doesn't go your way with the cheap guy missing it on the number or something like that can happen you never know what you're gonna get but um yeah, overall, I'm pretty happy with my picks. I also had Revy and Sergio, and, you know, I, I had some Paul Casey, too, which he screwed a lot of people by making a, a eight on the par three. But, you know, that stuff can happen, and uh, just got to keep giving yourself position to yeah, get your exactly. Six yeah, Paul Casey really screwed me, or I could have had a really great DraftKings week. And he's is attending this next event which um with the field obviously like i mentioned is a lot probably the weakest field we've seen in a while um but you know still looking to have a good week um as far as you know betting and drafting so yeah we'll jump right into it here uh, at uh the twin cities they actually increased the distance on some of these tees from last year. Um, as far as the weather, I can see right now it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, we got looks like 10 to 15 winds 
chilly, looks pretty humid, temperatures around 80, you know, chance of rain on the weekend. So we'll see what this ends up happening. It's a little early in the week, but all in all, you know, forecast a little tricky. But this course, birdie fast unless the weather gets I mean, this course is just like the Rocket Mortgage. It's probably even easier than that. And, you know, I, just like you saw last year, Matt Wolf. You know, he he's a defending champion, and he won at twenty one under. Unlike last week, where a lot of guys really struggled, it was really tough. This week, should there should be a lot more birdies. So, that being said, as far as some stats, I like. I think that. Uh, um, oh, let me get to it here. So the big stats I'm weighing is it's another, I think ball striking, you know, it's a ball strikers paradise. I'm really, unlike last week, you know, around the green game means nothing to me this week at all. I'm not putting it into account whatsoever. Um, it's all about strokes gain approach, strokes gain off the tee. When you look at the, and, uh, you know, I just I'm taking a lot of bombers, even though you don't have to be a bomber to to win here. But clearly last year, I mean, it's shown that, you know, hitting it a lot farther up the tee is going to give you an advantage. And just because maybe the roughs aren't that penal at all. And, you know, they're just going to bomb. There is water hazards and a lot of bunkers and places, but it's the water hazards aren't in play too much, really. So, you know, I'm looking to really take some bombers here and some great ball strikers. I like, I also looked at opportunities gained um, and then par five efficiency between 550 and 600 yards. And then par fours, there's a lot of par fours between 450 and 500, which is, you know, pretty long. I mean, um, for some guys anyway. So yeah, that's why I just think, you know, if guys can hit their irons really well and hit it, you know, make basically I'm looking at people, uh, guys that are going to gain strokes off the tee. Um, and then I also looked a little bit into proximity, 200 plus yards. But other than that, that's the stats I looked at for this week. Like I said, I also guys that birdie or better percentage. And, you know, even if you want to look into some guys that make a lot of Eagles, cause they can get good scoring on DraftKings, but that's all I got. So, Nick, how about you for stats? What do you like this week? Yeah, as long as you basically drive it in the fairway, you're going to be fine. But approach, it's it's a big difference hitting it 8 feet away compared to hitting it 25 feet away. So I just I always think approach is more important. That That's not just for this course. That's really for anything. So I'm really looking into just the iron players who can just stick it right next to the flag. The greens will probably be pretty soft and – you know, as long as you hit your number, it's going to it's gonna stick there. It's not going to be like last week where you hit it right where you want to and it bounces. 
30 feet in the air way to the back of the green into the rough so as long as you're uh just hitting it where you want to it's gonna stick and stay so a lot of approach for me this week yeah yeah i couldn't agree more um like i said you know i really like stroke skiing approach and then um you know some different par five par four efficiencies ball strikers opportunities gained and so yeah it should be a lot of birdies and you know whoever's really hot with their irons to stick it close and make those you know um, we got because we got once again we got bent grass this week so but the greens aren't really pretty simple greens it looks like not really much too much in them um, compared to other courses so I think there'll be a ton of birdies and there'll definitely be some eagles for sure on some of these par fives. So, yeah, so let's jump into DraftKings um, picks here. Um, so I'll let you start us off, Nick. Uh, who are you liking 9K and above this week? Yeah, I'm a big contrarian this week. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm fading all the 10K guys and I'm really going to uh, hope to make my money in the 9K range. So, just my reasoning for that is that like Dustin Johnson, kind of the, the narrative around him this week is like, Oh, you know, he's the best player in the field by far. Yeah. Obviously he had a terrible performance last week, but most people are just willing to forgive and forget about that. And, you know, people are kind of comparing it to Bryson at the rocket mortgage where it's like the guy's obviously by and far the, the best player in the field. And he's just going to come here and run away with it. Well, the difference between this and that week is that Bryson was playing his A game. He he had like five or six or seven top tens in a row entering that tournament. Dustin obviously played like garbage last week, and then he obviously had the win at the Travelers. But before Travelers, he was also playing horrible. I mean, he missed the cut at, at uh, Colonial, I know, and then at RBC Heritage. I'm not sure how he did. I don't even... Oh, he got 17th there, but he was, he, uh, Dustin has not had it this year. And even though he did pop a few weeks ago, he showed his inconsistency with his horrible performance last week. So this is not the same situation as with Bryson at, at rocket mortgage. So don't fall into that trap is what I would tell you guys. And then Brooks, um, I don't think anybody's going to touch him. He's complaining about his knee again and, it's just you can just tell he's not there. It's yeah, you're contrarian if you play him, but I think that's a the wrong way to be contrarian. And then my reasons for not playing Tony and Tommy and Paul is that one for ownership, but uh Tommy I've just we've seen it enough times now where guys coming back their first event other than the guys that played in the very first one, um the majority of the time, they're they're not up to speed, with the exception of Terrell Hatton. So I'm just going to willing, I'm going to be willing to take the odds that Fleetwood has to shake off the rust, and you know it's kind of a narrative thing too, where it's like obviously he's using this as a tune-up for for the PGA Championship coming up in two weeks, and then next week at the WGC, he's going to hope to really make big improvements and hopefully peak into the major. So I really think he's just coming out here and seeing where his game's at. And I don't think he's going to be super focused. Um, Yeah. And then Tony and Paul, like they're fine. 
But Tony Fino, like, I, I think that's overpriced for him. Like, he's nowhere near the level of Dustin Johnson. And same with Paul Casey. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they're fine plays. Obviously, they check the boxes and stuff for ball striking. But, you know, I'm just willing to fade them and go to some other plays. And those other plays – since I'm waiting the iron players, I really like Lucas Glover, Russell Henley, and Harris English. I mean, I think my core is going to be around those guys. I think that they're just going to be able to stop the ball right on the green where they want to, good distance control, and uh, they're all pretty good putters too. So I just feel like um, the way I envision the tournament happening, you have to be a great iron player, and those guys really check the boxes for me. And then as for Matt Wolf and Bubba Watson, um. Yeah, Bubba, like, obviously, like, his numbers, his stats have been good, even though his finishes haven't been great because his putting. But, man, I mean, come on, guys. Bubba's been doing this for 10 years now, at least. And we all know Bubba's very inconsistent, and he has his very select courses that he can compete at. And, I mean, yeah, they've only played here one time, but I don't think this is going to be a Bubba track in the future. So I would fade Bubba. And then Matt Wolf, um, man, that's just way too high of a price for him. I know it's a horrible field, but just a few weeks ago, this guy was almost DFLing every single week. So I would just be very cautious around those guys. Okay, great stuff there. So we definitely have some agreements um, and, you know, obviously some disagreements, but you know, it's tough for me up here. I mean, the the easy fades for me are Dustin, Brooks, Fleetwood, because we haven't seen him, so I'm not going to take that chance. Uh, Brooks, he came out again that his knee's still bothering him. So, you know, he obviously hasn't even been playing that well either. I mean, I played him last week, but he made the cut, but he did not play well. Um and then Dustin, same thing. Just hasn't really had it this year. I'm not going to pay 11.5 top price for him. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, the rest of the guys I like. I like I like the next six below those. Uh, well, Fina I'm okay with. It's just here's the thing. Do you think he's going to be able to bounce back from last week? I mean, it's possible, but, you know, he'd be the only um, – I mean, I already, I actually, well, I have all my lineups made already, but they're not final. Um, and Fino's on, you know, a couple of them or whatever at this moment, but still figuring if I really want to play him. But he's, you know, it depends on if I think, if we think he's going to be able to bounce back and contend to win, which, you know, this field's really shitty. So I think it's possible. Um, he's been playing decent, but yeah, I mean, Paul, he, Paul really burned me last week. Um, but you can't ignore his ball striking. And I mean, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I might go back to him, even though he really burned me is because just like some other guys that burned me this year, I never went back to him and that was a mistake. So I don't know if I want to make that mistake again. I mean, he's going to be popular, but the thing is with Paul is, you know, he obviously always sucks with his putter, um, but he gains a lot of strokes off the tee and he gains a ton of strokes in approach. Um, and even just even since the 
you know, since the restart here, he's been doing that. His results have been, well, I guess he's only played twice since the restart. Um, but here's the thing about last week is he had one bad hole. I mean, that's it. I mean, the first round he shot one under and then round two, if let's say he even just doubled that hole or bogey or whatever, like he obviously it just shows, you know, he can blow up and he did, but you know, he would have easily made the cut and, um, you know, and probably would have ended up doing fine on the weekend. I don't see why he would have really struggled, but he missed the cut by just one shot and got an eight on a par three. I mean, that, so that just shows that he was playing good and the stats indicate it. So, yeah, at this time, I mean, I like Paul. I might go back to him. Um, this field's really shitty. So I don't I don't see why he can't contend. And as far as this course, it's last week, you know, the roughs are really difficult around the green. That's where he struggles too. And this week, that's not going to matter to me at all. So it's all about irons. And, you know, I think Paul's one of the best in this field with his irons. So I don't see why not to play him. Um, Bubba, I like Bubba for GPPs, but I agree with what you're saying. I think he's fine if you want to take a chance on him in the millie or something, because I think he is going to be one of the lower-owned guys up here. Um, yeah, Matthew Wolf, defending champion. I like him. I actually already bet him outright, and it's just because, I don't know, I just think he could go back-to-back, back and I think he, he checks a lot of the boxes. Cause even though cause I think off the tee matters quite a bit this week, because um, this course is playing – pretty i mean it's not super long but it's long enough um and just because these roughs there's not as much in the water and stuff it's not really much in the way i mean i agree wolf's price is really high but a lot of these guys price like lucas glover when have you ever seen him over nine thousand? never it's just because this field he's obviously been playing excellent but this field's just so crappy that you know everyone's price is way up um but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind Wolf. I think I'm going to play him for sure on some lineups, and Paul Casey probably the same thing. But I'm fading the rest of these guys up here. Bob, I'm not sure about yet. As far as these other – you know, my theory is, is that Glover, Henley, English, I mean, there's no reason to say you can't like them. You know, they're all three of them have been playing really solid, and they're also been – you know, they're, they rank high on stroke gain and approach, obviously just ball striking in general, you know, so I can't ignore that. I mean, they're basically like the easy plays, and that's what I'm just – my thing is I probably will have to play some of them, but, you know, I feel like one of them is probably going to possibly struggle or something. It's really just game feel. I'm just, I might just take the chance and fade some of them just because – in case they just happen to have a bad week, it's tough to want to face. Um, yeah. Obviously, sound. You know, it's tough up here. You just got to try to, you know, who you think is going to obviously win or contend to win. Because guys, you know, they need to get in the top 10. So, yeah, I guess that's it for 9K range. That's my thoughts there. So, We'll move on here to the 8K range. Looks like Ben Todd has withdrawn. Um, so, Nick, what's your thoughts on the 8K range? Yeah, we're going to be uh, going heavy in 
Um, I really like some of these guys. Uh, my favorite play going to be chalk, but 8,700 Doc Redman. I, I mean, if I had any money in my, in my account in the books, I would definitely be betting him outright. I feel like this could be, you know, I kind of have a feeling we're going to see a first time winner this week. And I feel like that could be Doc Redman. Um, obviously even having a great, uh, great showing since the restart uh, he missed the cut last week but you know we can kind of write that off as an elite field and crazy conditions but before that you know he made every single cut and um his ball striking has just been amazing uh in this field his approach numbers are ranked I mean, he's number three in this field right behind Henley and Paul Casey. So that just goes to show you how good his irons have been. And even off the tee, he's very good too. Um, He is ranked, looks like, ninth or tenth in the field for strokes gained off the tee. So, you know, his numbers are second to none here. And I really feel like this just could be the week where Redmond gets his first career win. So... I'm definitely going to be having some Redmond. Um, otherwise, my other plays, um, I'm again, I'm sticking with the iron players. And the guys that have been hitting their irons hot have been Sam Burns. Uh, he's a little bit inconsistent with them, but he's definitely shown he can get hot with them, and that's all you have is to hit them when they're hot. So um, Luke List. Uh, he, he can too. I, I like Sam Burns better than Lucas, but then again, the ownership is going to be to Sam Burns, so it might be a good pivot. Other than that, um, probably I, I also like Ryan Moore too. He can get really hot with the iron, scorching hot. Ryan Moore can get, we all know. Um, but other than that, uh, I really don't like some of these plays like Henrik Norlander. Uh, he's obviously done really well. Like four weeks in a row. Yeah, I just I I can't play him. I have not been on the Norlander train, and I'm not getting on it anytime. I'm I'm just I'm simply not getting on it. If he beats me and burns me again, then I mean I guess I'll just have to swallow it and move on. But yeah, I'm not playing Norlander. EVR. This just doesn't really strike me as his kind of event. You know, he's a Euro guy. Usually the Euro guys are more made for like a field and uh, tournament conditions like last week where it's tough winds and, you know, they're just more used to those conditions being where they've uh, grown up. But, uh, yeah, Brian Harmon too. Like sometimes he can get hot with the irons. He's been barely missing the cuts. So, you know, it might be, he might be pretty low owned. So, uh, yeah, Brian Harmon, he's always solid. Um, yeah, otherwise I'm probably not playing any of those other guys like Rogers or Homa or Norlander. Brendan Todd's obviously withdrawn, so yeah, but my main place is gonna be Redmond and uh Ryan Moore, Sam Burns. Okay. Um so Patrick Rogers, he's a fade. To me as well, um, eighty-two hundred. You want to play this guy when the course is really tough, and that showed again last week. You know, 
finished 18th at the Memorial. I mean, this guy, um, you know, usually plays well and usually, you know, posts a good finish when the course is tough. Um, um, Other than that, yeah, we're pretty much in full agreement on this range. I mean, I really like Luke List and Sam Burns. Um, just because, you know, they they gain strokes with their irons. They can get hot with them. They've been playing really well for the most part. I mean, Burns can be inconsistent, but the guy may, knows how to make, you know, a lot of birdies and eagles. Um, and I just think this track sets up well for them, and I don't see why they both can't contend to win, honestly. I like both of them quite a bit. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of buzz on EVR, which I'm completely fading them. Just yeah, but kind of what you said, and just because he's going to be one of the highest on this range, but the chalk that's tough to, you know, fade is Doc Redman. I mean, you can't argue anything against this guy. He struggled last week, but you know, a lot of guys did at Memorial. I really can't put that into account. So you know, we'll see with Doc. I might, I might still fade him, but it's just because I really like Luke List and Sam Burns. And then, yeah, I mean, Ryan Moore is fine, but I don't think I'm going to play him because I'm just kind of going with a lot of bombers this week. It's just what I'm doing. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If it burns me. But, um, you know, obviously iron's the most important thing, But which I agree, you can get hot. But I'm just probably not going to play him. I just like Burns and Wiss more, maybe Redmond. Norlander, I'm fading him. You know, just because his price is too high. He's been playing really solid, but I can't go to him. I just – I haven't played him once, and I'm not going to start now. Um, other than that, Brian Harneman, he's a fade for me. I just like other guys better. Max Homa, he has the upside. But, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to play him either. I just don't like him as much. I just – Really, it's just for me. It's Redmond, Burns, and List. That's about it for this range that I that I'm gonna play probably. Um, but yeah, that's really my thoughts there. Um, so we'll move on to the seven K range. I don't really like this range. Usually, we love this range, but this week, for me at least, not so much. There's a couple guys I really like, but the rest of them are all fades for me. So, but yeah, I'll let you start off, Nick. What's your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm definitely not going to need to go in this range, thankfully, because I'm taking the more uh, contrarian, balanced approach rather than starting up with a 10K or more guy. So, thankfully for me, I don't have to try to get cute down here, but I'll probably turn Wiesberger on my team. Uh, He obviously can get super hot. Um, I mean, we've seen him on the Euro Tour. Uh, I mean, he can just shoot like five under. It seems like it. I mean, it just seems like burned is more, more the exception of the rule when it comes to the Euro guys, where it's like you know most of them like the Danny Willets and, um, you know those other grinders out there, they just seem to only contend at like U.S. Opens and British Opens when the scoring is you know single digit under pars, but. Bern Wiesberger, I mean, man, this guy can really pull some numbers. You know, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if he's on 59 watch this week. Um, 
we obviously have much stats on him because he rarely plays in the PGA, but let me just try to find what he did last week. Um, it couldn't have been too bad because he didn't miss the cut by that much, and uh, it could have been just a tune-up for him. And then last week, it, it was so different than this week where I really don't think too heavily. Um so yeah, Burn Wiesberger, um I just feel like he's an easy to fit in your lineups because of the price at seventy two hundred. So I mean I mean I'm sure it'll be popular, but okay, so last week <clears throat> he gained off the tee, lost on approach, gained around the green, lost putting, so he did most of his damage against himself with his putter, so that's good to see. His irons were bad. So I don't like seeing that, but then again, it was so windy where who really cares? Um, otherwise, I, I always like Scott Stallings. He's been playing really good, and I've been playing him, and he's made every single cut. So I really like Stallings. Um, yeah, I'm probably not getting on the Will Gordon train. I just I know he has potential, it seems like, but, man, I'll fade him if he's going to be high-owned. Uh Otherwise, you know, Charles Howell, sometimes he can light it up in a birdie fest. Like, he always does good at the Sony Open, which guys can go low. So, Charles definitely in consideration. And, uh, yeah, otherwise, maybe RCB. I mean, he's probably going to be really low-owned, but he's just been playing like garbage. But he can pop sometimes, so... I mean, just for an upside play, maybe go to him. Otherwise, yeah. Um, Gooch. What about your boy, Chase Seifert? I uh, definitely would not consider him my boy, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't know if I've ever played him, actually. Um, yeah, uh, he's okay. He got fourth at uh, work day, but... No, nah, I probably won't get there. I'd rather go to my boy Gooch. Uh, I know Gooch can get hot with the irons, and he hasn't had it, but he did pop yeah, up that work day, too. He got 17th, but otherwise just all missed cuts. But, hey, you know, this could be what he needs, just green light after green light, fire at the pin. But, uh, yeah, my, my play's definitely feeling the burn Wiesberger this week. Okay. Yeah, so I'm totally agreeing with you. I really like, um, you know, Scott Stallings. He's been really solid as irons this year and posting some solid finishes. So, you know, yeah, I like Scott at 7,600. Uh, like I said, I really don't like this range that much. But one guy that I think's getting completely overlooked, I mean, abs- I haven't heard really anything on him, and I'm going to play him for that reason. And that's uh, – Jonathan Vegas at 7,900. I also love the play. First round leader. Yeah. I'm sure he will be. He always does that. Yeah. So I really, he always finds a way to have one or two really good rounds and yeah, be like be first round leader. So I'm really on Vegas. I think he's going to be, you know, sub 10%. um, And I think he can easily, you know, finished top 10 so i really like vegas uh he gains strokes off the tee gains of his irons his form's been pretty solid 
Um, you know, he's up there on as far as the stats I'm looking at. He pops on a lot of things here, and I just think he's getting completely overlooked, and that intrigues me more. So I'm going to be playing some Vegas at 7,900. Now, Siwoo Kim, I'm fading him, but he has – he has found something, it looks like. He's starting to play pretty well. So, it's, you know, is it possible he does it again this week? And, you know, sure, if, you know, if I miss out on him, I miss out on him, but I can't play him. Same with Seb Straka. He's popped a few times, but I just like Vegas more. And, you know, I just really don't like this range. I'm really not – like you said, I'm not getting to this range that much, so I'm just not going to play those guys. But, you know, I don't mind them. Uh other than that, like I said, I like Stallings. Um, Richie Rosinski's been playing pretty well, but I'm not going to go there. But, you know, I don't mind if you wanted to take a chance. I've heard a lot of talk on Ventura, but I can't go to him um, at 7,300. Kyle Stanley. He could pop, but he's burned me already too many times this year. I ain't playing him. Uh, you know, Weisberger that you uh, said you like, I mean, yeah, he can get really high with his irons, and he's pretty cheap. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested. Not sure if I'm going to play him yet. Um, Cameron Tringali, he's fine, but I just don't like this range that much. I may put him on a team. Um Let's see. Piercy hasn't had the form. Yeah, really. I don't really like anyone else. I mean, Gooch. I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to play him. I might. Um, if he was in good form, I'd for sure play him. It'd be like a – obviously, yeah, his ownership might be really low because he hasn't had the form. Pop like he did at workday because he checks the boxes of his irons, but he just hasn't quite had it. Um, he's terrible around the green, but – Man, I don't think that really matters much this week. Um, the greens are pretty big. It's, you know, they're not that difficult to hit. Um, the roughs aren't, you know, that thick at all, especially compared to last week. But, yeah, I actually like Chase Seifert. Um, he just checks the boxes, and he's only 7,000, so I might take a chance on him. But, yeah, I don't really like this range that much. Grillo's going to eventually pop. Could it be this week? Possibly. I mean, at the Rocket Mortgage, he finished 39th. But, I mean, he just misses so many cuts. But just because he's so bad with his putter around the greens. But he's, you know, he's actually pretty solid as iron. So, other than that, Troy Merritt, he's interesting. But I don't think I'm going to go there. Yeah, it's really about it. Um, yeah, the rest of the guys I'm fading whether it's because their form's not there or they just don't – I don't think they set up that well for the course. Um, so, yeah, just really not in – there's actually – I'll just jump right into the 6K range. plays. I guess I don't know if you're playing really anyone, but there is a few guys I like. Um, I'm playing Keith Mitchell at 6,900. I just think – you know, he's been – he's really inconsistent, and that's why I really like him for GPPs this week because, you know, he didn't even play at the Rocket Mortgage, and who knows if he did, he could have posted a good finish. He has a lot of upside. He can make a lot of eagles. He can get high with the irons. 
Um, I really don't play him much on DraftKings, but I think I'm going to play him this week. I'm going to take the chance. Same with uh, Adam Adam Shank at 6,900. Pretty good form. Checks the boxes. So I'll take a chance on him. A lot of talk on Hadley, but I'm just not going to go there. I just He burns me whenever I try to play him. Um, if Schwartzel had the form, I'd consider him, but I can't. Swafford, he's fine, but I'm not going to go there. The other guy, guy's frustrating, but he he could pop, and I might, and because he's so cheap, I might take the chance again, even though he's yet to make a cut, but he's just barely missing the cut, and that's Cameron Davis. I mean, he missed the cut at the Rocket Mortgage, so it's hard to want to play him, but he's just Again, if he can just – the guy, if you look earlier this year, he was on a heater in January and February. I mean, just on a heater. So is it possible he can finally pop? You know, I think it. I think he can. I'm probably going to play him on a few teams just because – I'm sure you're not – won't get to him. But I'm going to play him on a few because I'm – I'm playing. I am going to have some lineups with a lot of the big dogs just in case. But obviously, it looks like a lot of people are going to go balanced lineups. So most people won't be playing anyone down here. That's why, you know, if Keith Mitchell gets a top 10, that'll be huge for my lineups. So I think they'll be pretty long. But yeah, any guys you're considering at all, even or um, also Kyung Hoon Lee's okay, but I'm not going to play him. But yeah, what's your thoughts in this range, Nick? I'm sure. You don't like it too much, but yeah, you're actually wrong. I really like Cameron Davis. I'm definitely going to be playing him. Um, I just feel like (laughs) there's no way he can miss another cut on the number. And the way he's missed the cut has just been insane. I mean, I remember the last time I did play the, the cat, he is in line to make the cut. And then misses a three-foot par. Like, are you kidding me? So, I mean, man, he's gotta he's gotta be due to have the, the his way for once. And yeah, like he can get crazy hot. I mean, sometimes he can be a first-round leader guy too. So, I really like Cam Davis. And then I also might. I mean, this might burn me, but hey, field sucks. So why not Charles Schwartz? So, um. Obviously, Charles a world-class player at one time in his career, and, you know, maybe this field allows him to gain some confidence again. And and who knows, maybe we're talking Charles at the at the uh, PGA Championship after his good this week if he does it. So, um, yeah, I might get to Schwartzel. I, I actually I, I will get to Schwartzel in some of my lineups. Um, as for my lineups this week, I always – like to enter a qualifier for the fantasy golf world championships. And then I play, you know, anywhere from 10 to $25 lineups. And then I always do one in the millie too. But Charles will probably make a few of them. He won't make my, my more. He'll make some cheap ones just cause he does have the upside, but yeah, otherwise I probably don't really like this range that much. Um, another guy that's been playing better is Duffner. So you got to keep your eye on. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm probably going just more more balanced this week. So, yeah, I, I don't really have to go down here too much except for uh, 
Cam Davis, which I I like to play, so I'm happy to go to him. Okay, yeah, I agree. I uh, you know I play him a lot. It seems like, but man, I mean, like you said, he's just barely missing these cuts. So you know, I I think he's due to have a good week, and he checked the boxes. So I'm a, with at only sixty five hundred at really low ownership. It's worth taking another shot, I think. But yeah, before we close this out, uh. Now let's give our final thoughts and then, you know, give us a bold, you know, a bold prediction or two. So what's your, uh, I'll let you start. What's your bold predictions or, and final thoughts this week? Um, my bold prediction, and I don't know how, how bold this is, but I think we're going to see a first time winner out on tour this week. And I don't know who it's going to be, but I think some young up and coming players going to get their first win of, of their career. And, uh, yeah, that'll be my bold prediction. And just to close with my final thoughts after that, uh, I think this course, um, it's going to reward the players that uh, that just kind of go for it. Um, obviously, last week you had to kind of pick your spots and try to – basically, you're just playing for the good miss. and. This week, you know, you got to really wipe out last week's mentality. So it's going to be important just to kind of just forget about last week and just realize, hey, this is going to be a birdie fest and we got to get to firing at the pins. So I I feel like the more aggressive players are going to be rewarded. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, That's why a big stat for me was guys that are, you know, make these eagles and make a lot of birdies. Um, Just, yeah, the aggressive players with their irons taking a chance and aiming for the pin. So as far as my bold prediction, you know, I'm going to go with one. I think Keith Mitchell finishes top 10. Um, I know. And yeah, I mean, that's my bold. That's my big bold prediction. And then uh, as far as who I think will win, um, this is kind of bold. I mean, I think Sam Burns wins this week. So, yeah, I already bet him outright. And then, yeah, first-round leader bet I'm definitely going to do is probably Johnny Vegas. So, but that's all we got for this week. Um, next week we'll be in Memphis for the WGC. And obviously that field will be stacked compared to this week. And then after that, you know, we got the a major, first major this year. So, you know, it's going to get interesting. The golf season's going to fly now with all these, you know, heavy uh, purse tournaments, um, especially the FedEx Cup playoffs, these majors and so forth. So there'll be a lot of stacked fields after this week. Um, so looking forward to it. Uh, other than that, you guys may see – another MMA podcast this week. I've been on a heater looking to give you guys my picks and predictions. Um, but yeah, for golf, you know, I cashed in Rom last week, looking to cash another outright. So hopefully we can do that, but yeah, let's go, uh, win some money, get those green screens on DraftKings, and we'll see you guys next week for the WGC. So thanks for listening.